0: What's going on, y'all? This is the Claw Athletics Podcast, C-A-P, but this is no cap because every single episode is super focused, super dialed in on a single health topic. And everything in these episodes is based on research and four years of coaching actual human clients. And most importantly, every episode is so practical that you can take action on the topic today. In today's episode, we have our very next guest, Miss Lauren Schaefer. We are honored and privileged to have her in the house. So to give you guys a bit of a background, myself and Lauren, we worked together back in 2020, actually during COVID. Um, So she was one of my clients who came to me and said, hey, I want to grow the butt, the hamstrings, the glutes, posterior chain, all that stuff, you name it. And we use the magic four-letter word, which is... BULK. Bulking. We were bulking during that time together. So before that, she had a lot of experience with yoga, correct? It was correct. yoga. Um, and then now, again, we work together in 2020. So she's been independent doing her own thing ever since. And so... This episode, we kind of just want to dive into a bit about Lauren, a bit about bulking, you know, what she did, what she learned, how she manages manages her own workout stuff now, um, and all that good stuff. So I want to start by just giving Lauren a chance to say a bit more about who you are, because right now it's like this is Lauren the bulker, but like (laughs) who is Lauren the human?
1: Sure. Yeah. So um, I've been in Austin for eight years now, and Many of those years, like Corey said, I taught yoga and then I decided to transition my fitness journey during COVID. And, um, honestly coaching, fitness coaching was such a life journey step for me. Um, and actually led me to more confidence within myself. And I actually now do uh, life coaching for women. And so I just see a lot of similarities there and, Yeah. So continuing to learn and grow in many ways beyond just fitness.
0: That's awesome. So you mentioned you were doing a lot of yoga coaching. So what sparked that transition? Like why did you go from I'm doing yoga all the way to now let's grow the butt. Let's grow the glutes. Let's grow period. Like what was that? What was that transition?
1: Yeah. So during COVID um, obviously all in-person classes went virtual And I had been teaching for, like I said, many years and teaching virtually was obviously very different, a different skill and time consuming and things like that. And ultimately it just wasn't fulfilling the fitness goals that I wanted. And I wasn't, maybe I perhaps wasn't even clear on what those fitness goals were. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I eventually just put yoga off to the side. It kept me like toned and I mean, active but I, I would probably say I now, in hindsight, was overtraining a little too much because there was, like, cardio involved and things like that and never actually replenishing my body with the right amount of nutrients and things to actually mm-hmm. get the physical goals that I wanted. And I'd always had in the back of my mind, I mean, I'd been told, like, oh, you have a good butt, but I didn't actually really believe it. And I think mm-hmm. that even during COVID, I was kind of like um, – I I think there's an opportunity here to actually really focus on part of my physique that I want to. And I'm a smaller framed person. Mm -hmm. And so I also just wanted to, in general, be stronger Mm -hmm. and have more of a presence. And I was like, you know, I'm in my thirties and I feel like this is the perfect opportunity now or never. And I'm going to make my body look and feel the way that I want it to be. And honestly, remember when I came to you, I was like, I don't even know if this is possible. I I was like, I don't know if my body will do this. I mean, clearly (laughs) you knew something that I didn't know, but I was like, can we give this a shot? Because by the end of COVID, I would like to have, you know, a nice butt. Right. And um, what's funny is I actually had, I mean, I came to you, I think in June of 2020 and I had some bachelorettes coming up that fall that I was like, okay, perfect timing. And then Mm -hmm. of course those bachelorettes never happened. (laughs) Jesus, 2020. Yeah. Yeah, But coming to you, I, it was perfect timing. I think because, um, again, like I said, I had already walked away from yoga Mm -hmm. and I was looking for something else and we have a lot of crossover friends and i had that's some right. friends that you know were uh, are really into fitness and that's how i got introduced to you and i was like okay well i want to you know be more muscular be stronger have more of a presence mm-hmm. in my own body and i just chose you know my glutes and hamstrings cuz you know i have thicker thighs yeah, so yeah, i was yeah. like okay well you know like let's beef up those hamstrings <laughs> and right. get them toned and um it was perfect timing, especially during COVID. I didn't realize, uh, well, coming to you came with the nutrition piece of it as well, Mm -hmm. which was perfect with being held accountable to not only fitness, but also nutrition.
0: Right. So let me ask, so kind of diving back into your background was in yoga, right? Mm -hmm. So were you very new to doing a lot of, you know, like dumbbells, barbells, things like that. And then it's really a two part question. One, was there a fear associated with, okay, I have to start using all these barbells now, dumbbells now, mm-hmm. it's different from the yoga mat. So that's one piece of it. And the other piece of it too, is like a common fear I hear is always like, we said the magic word is bulking. So mm-hmm. was there any fear that's like, okay, I might grow too big. I might grow too much. What if I just get fat? Like mm-hmm. talk through all of that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so for the first one, I had never lifted over a 20 pound dumbbell, if even. Damn. <laughs> um, Not even
0: a 20 pound ever.
1: No, like what would I need that for? I mean, I did <laughs> like point. yoga sculpt stuff, but that right. was using five and eight pound weights. Right. Um, and so, and I'd never, I don't think I'd ever been into a gym where I, yeah, was using weight machines. Mm. And so I knew that having someone working with me could walk me through that. And I was actually shocked that we really just started with dumbbells and really worked our way up from there. Um, And so, yeah, I if I walked into a gym on my own, I wouldn't have known where to start, what to do unless I watched a ton of YouTube videos, which I did prior to, I mean, a week leading up to talking to you, I was like, I think I can do this on my own. Like I'm going to figure it out and write down all the notes. And then I was just like, I don't want to do this on my own. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, there was, I don't think necessarily there was a fear of using those Mm -hmm. um, you know, dumbbells and things. It was kind of, I don't know how, I don't know where to start. So having the guidance was key. Mm. And then for the bulking piece, um, I kind of looked at it as, okay, well, it's COVID. I'm at home. I'm being the most diligent about what I'm eating right now. Cause I'm, you know, couldn't go out to eat a whole lot. Um, I was just doing all the shopping, right? I used to be fed by, um, my job used to feed us lunch. That was, you know, more or less crap, but, um, So I was like, okay, well, if I'm in charge of what I'm eating right now, I might as well put that eating to good use and perhaps build muscle. And, you know, I was like, sure, on the one hand, like, maybe I'll get fat or whatever, or like, I'll get too big. But there's always ways to to balance that out in the end, right? So I wasn't too worried about it. It's like, oh, if I get my hair cut short, it's like it's gonna grow back. So like <laughs> you know, there are ways to to counterbalance that. Um and just come back to you and you'd put me on a cutting schedule. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: So is that kind of what you would say to the listener who maybe is listening and they're like, but I don't wanna get too big, I don't wanna get too muscular, whatever. Your mindset was just basically, hey, like First of all, that might not even, it probably won't even happen, but if it does, it's reversible. That's mm-hmm. kind of what you're thinking.
1: Totally. Yeah, it's reversible. And then once you get into it, I mean, depending on where you're starting, I mean, from where I was starting, I think when we did my first assessment, I was eating, um, you know, I would say, I guess I was under eating because I mm-hmm. was kind of eating like a rabbit and <laughs> I didn't realize it. And then right. once we got into bulking, it was like actually kind of <laughs> tough for me to hit the calorie goals. Mm-hmm um, day after day in order to, to bulk. And then, yeah, I remember gaining, you know, at least 10 pounds and then, you know, things were fitting different Uh and, you know, feeling it, but I felt strong. Like that's the thing. It's like, even though you're putting on the weight and it's muscle, but you also look a little bigger, but at the time, but like, you know, it's all going to even out in the end. Um, yeah, it like, there was never a worry of, yeah. Is it going to come off or, or whatever? Right. And you just, I felt good. Yeah. yeah. And I was, it was happy. I was happy to eat whatever I was That's doing. right. <laughs> That's right.
0: Yeah. And just to kind of clarify for the listener, when we talk about the process being reversible, the nutrition being reversible, what we're basically saying is that, look, part of the process for Lauren was if we want to get, you know, stronger, bigger glutes, bigger hamstrings, all those things, we have to be in a caloric surplus. And so part of the process was, Hey, we have to eat more calories. And so when we say we knew it was always reversible, all we're saying is that, Hey, if Lauren was eating an extra 250 calories a day or an extra 500 per day, if we decided that, you know, the growth was happening too fast, you can always just reverse it, you know? And so when you take that kind of numerical approach, it gives you that lever that that lever of, Hey, we can increase calories. If we need to, we can decrease calories and kind of like adjust as we go. Um, I did want to ask too, because I know you mentioned you were like, I was eating like a rabbit and stuff like that. So for you, what did that mean? Like what, what, what is eating like a rabbit?
1: Yeah. Well, can I take you back through my whole eating history in the past 10 years? Yeah, absolutely. Please. So senior year in college, um, post studying abroad, because I had found a bunch of vegan blogs while I was studying abroad. I was like, I think I'm going to try out this whole vegan thing. Mm -hmm. So I went vegan during my senior year in college, and mm. kind of, like, the wrong type of vegan where you use all the the substitute stuff that's actually gotcha. processed and, like, not right. good for you. And then I found out, like, okay, that's not quite sustainable. So then I went to um, vegetarian and mostly, like, pescatarian yeah. for at least three or four years. And then I moved to Austin. And obviously being in Texas, I was like surrounded by, you know, barbecue and things like that. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, okay, like once in a while, like eating some meat here and there, no big deal. So I started to incorporate a little bit of meat here and there, but only when I was out out to eat. Mm-hmm. And then, um, And then I started to consume a little bit of chicken more regularly and always eating fish on the side. So still always eating fish and sushi and things like that. Then I started to eat, um, a little bit of chicken, but only if I was out to eat. Mm. And then when I came to you, um, it was like, okay, well you need like a hundred grams of protein (laughs) every day. And I was like, how do you do that? Uh (laughs) So we talked about the great thing about working with you is you get the nutrition piece as well. And it's like, okay, you know, you walked me through like what, what, where protein comes from. And I realized, like, okay, I'm okay with eating chicken. I need to start buying and cooking chicken now. So it was literally Mm -hmm. the first time I'd ever bought and cooked chicken for myself. And then, now that's a regular practice in my life, and um, now that I've kept up with all the fitness things and I feel good in my body, um, I've actually started to incorporate more red meat. So Mm -hmm. now I'm going that route as well and just incorporating more protein variety, throughout my entire diet. So, bef- so, like I said, I was eating like a rabbit before. Yeah, <laughs> and right. eating mostly salads and, like, roasted veggies and, um, you know, like avocado toast with eggs for breakfast and not much more than that. And now I see that, you know, the impact that that has on your energy and your mm. ability to, like, show up for a workout.
0: As in you just felt, like, sluggish and tired?
1: Yeah. Like, I yeah like if you're eating if I felt like if I was eating regularly and like I could show up to work out with you and be able to like really push right. through and like have mm-hmm. the strength to do it through the end yeah otherwise right. yeah otherwise by the end of the day I'm just like kind of tired and drained and
0: what was the genesis of becoming vegan becoming a vegetarian like was there yeah well, like what kind yeah. of got you into into that, yeah. that style of eating to begin with
1: so college. back in the day ten years ago um there was a lot of that, like, just the, the low quality of meat
0: that mm. I was like, okay, I don't want any of
1: that. So now that things are more farm to table, buy things at the farmer's market, you know, um, better quality options. Now I'm like, okay, this feels good for me to put into my body. Yeah. And I listen to my body a lot, um, especially now that I'm aware, just more aware within the past two years, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I just started to eat red meat like literally last week. So mm. um, it just – my I was like, okay, well, this feels good, and I'm going to try it out, and I so far it. so good. Yeah,
0: That brings up a question that I didn't even think about, which is like a lot of people talk about, hey, I want to have higher quality meat. I want to eat higher quality foods. But then they also feel like, well, I don't even know where to start to figure out where is this high quality meat. How do I even know if it is high quality? So what was your process of just – Like, that's self-education to where, like, you just told me that, like, before we started this episode, you were like, hey, I went to a farmer's market, I found meat at this place, I went to a different restaurant, found meat at that place. How did you even dive into figuring out where to source your meat products?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, I started with Whole Foods, honestly. Mm -hmm. Not to say that that's a bad option by any means, you know, and buying, like, um you know, organic chicken and and whatnot. And you can do your research into, and you can talk to the people at the grocery store too. I'm sure there are fine quality things at the grocery store, but I like, um, my preference would be to support, you know, local folks Mm -hmm. and, you know, um, honestly, when I started buying meat from the farmer's market, <laughs> I went to the um, farmer's market website to look at all the vendors and you can uh, literally go to their websites and kind of see, you know, what they're about, how they treat their animals, things like that. So, and then I started to realize too, the chicken that I get from the farmer's market tastes way better. So then mm, I was like, okay, so I like it that. Taste
0: a difference even.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Huh. And that's a good nugget, too, because, like, I've been to farmer's markets, but I've never actually researched the vendors before mm-hmm. I showed up there. Yeah. That alone is a really good nugget for a lot of people. Like, again, I, I learned something new just now. Mm-hmm. Um, so you basically, you didn't eat meat for about, well, you did not eat red meat for 10 years. Most mm-hmm. of that was, like, vegan, uh, pescatarian. Mm-hmm. And so when we start working together and you start bulking, like, is the bulking chapter your intro to meat or mm-hmm. had you started eating meat before that it was
1: literally the intro to eating meat regularly at home wow yeah and I you know I'd eat salmon and then but like that wasn't even as much protein I don't think as as chicken and Mm -hmm. so I was constantly eating chicken and then I got into turkey burgers um so I did that too but yeah it was literally I just even just the you know you know like chicken obviously isn't look so great raw <laughs> right, <of course. laughs> so it was of never course. something i was reaching for at the yeah. grocery store um it's
0: not pretty like salmon yeah right <laughs>
1: exactly so yeah that was my intro to actually cooking it at home for myself
0: mm. so any advice for somebody who's like like you said if you're gonna bulk and you're gonna like grow pick any muscle group whether it's somebody growing their chest yes. their arms their butt whatever it is mm. And they're like, I have to eat all this protein now, and I'm not used to eating so much protein. Like, how mm-hmm. did you, how did you cross that bridge? Like, how, like, mm. any advice to that listener who's just like, yo, I don't eat that much protein, and now you're telling me to eat 100 grams or more a day.
1: Yeah. How did you,
0: how did you figure it out?
1: Yeah. So I'm not someone who likes to eat the same thing every day. I need variety, mm, <laughs> and right. I even think, pretty sure I came to you at one point, and was like, I need more variety, <laughs> and um, so. I remember Googling, you know, high-protein options because I made a bunch of tuna salads. Um, Food prepping is obviously a very important thing to do, I would say, just Mm -hmm. to have things on hand.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: But, yeah, looking up those high-protein sources, so obviously meat, um, you know, and different types of meat, and then looking at other options to kind of change things up. Um, Chickpeas is also high in protein cheese oh my god I ate a lot of cheese
0: uh-huh yeah
1: and I had the scale right you right. right I got a food scale so like weigh everything out um and I was always like oh an ounce of cheese
0: that's right that's right that's right <laughs>
1: uh, and then peanut butter yeah and
0: I, re- I remember that
1: yeah and then um and I think you told me too like even with bulking the it's important to hit the calories but the quality of calories isn't necessarily like you know the the main I don't know it's not a, a huge issue because mm-hmm. you were like you could sit down and eat you know a tub of ice cream at night which right. is still going to have some protein in it and things like that right. um so oh and I remember just back on the protein thing I literally picked the bread at the at the grocery store that had the highest protein mm-hmm. so it's just like little ways to sneak it in there that's yeah and yep. then yeah and then I guess like if you're if you're cool with like whatever quality um eat other things
0: right <laughs> What's an interesting point too about the bread is like that took you maybe an extra five seconds at the store, right? Like an extra five seconds and you were able to figure out, okay, this bread has more protein than the other bread that I'm normally buying. Right. So that's, that's, that's a a nice little easy way to add. I mean, what was the difference in protein per day? Like if you eat what, two, three slices of bread a day, like how many extra grams do you think that was giving you?
1: Yeah. Anywhere from like three to five, but I mean, every, it adds (laughs) up. I mean, it
0: adds up.
1: When you have goals and you're yeah. committed and, like, you know, you're committed and, you know, you want this for yourself. But it's also, like, for me, I'm a big, like, if I financially invested in something, I'm going to milk that shit. So, like I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm, like, I am showing up for this and as much as I can. And, yeah, having you, like, as accountability was, was key, too. Yeah,
0: and I get it. Like you said, it, it adds up. Like, me being a coach, a lot of times clients are not trying to get from – 50 grams of protein a day to 100, the difficult battles is getting from 70 to 80 grams, right? From 80 to 90, 90 to 100. So those little small kind of hacks, I would call them, can really add up. And so, okay, so we fast forward, you decide, I want to get, I want to grow the butt. So what was the genesis of that goal? Like what, I think you mentioned like thighs before, but like, when did you wake up and just decide, you know what, but was it, hey, butts are in, was it, I've always wanted to grow glutes Mm -hmm. and whatever, like what led you to that goal?
1: Yeah. It's just the the way my body is shaped is just like, I've always had kind of a bigger butt for my frame. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well now's the time to, I guess, capitalize on that and make it actually look aesthetically pleasing, at least to myself. That <laughs> was right. like, as long as it looks good to me, <laughs> Absolutely. I'm good with that. Um, so yeah, I just chose that as like the thing to work on and I guess butts are in, yeah, but it's like looking good and showing off your butt in a swimsuit or whatever else, yoga pants.
0: (laughs) Well, I mentioned the the part about like butts being in because I know Mm -hmm. offline you mentioned like you and and your mom had – like you guys were talking about Mm kind of like the generational differences between the goals that maybe previous generations had versus like new generation. Um, And so I do feel like that's a little bit more of like uh, I guess like a modern goal. Like I don't think people – Ten years ago, 15, 20 years ago, I just don't remember seeing as many glute bridges, yeah. as many Bulgarian split squats, paw squats and all of that kind of stuff. Like, would you agree?
1: Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I definitely think it's something that women want. More and more women, I would say these days, yeah, are looking for, yeah, to, like, build their butt. And it it's definitely something that we see, you know, even in the media and, you know, mm-hmm. famous people, celebrities, things like that. So, yeah, my mom was like, I don't get it. But I was like, that's okay. You don't have to get it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> things it works change. For me. <laughs> yeah. Things change. Okay, so you mentioned that, like like you said, it's a very popular goal right now. A lot of people have that goal of I want to grow glutes, grow the butt, whatever. What do you think that a lot of people are getting wrong? Like you, I'm sure you have plenty of friends who maybe have the same goal. Some people achieve it. Some people don't. What are some things that you think maybe are some misconceptions or maybe just there's some things people are doing that you watch it and you're like, that's not how you do it.
1: Mm-hmm. For glutes in general or for it? Yeah.
0: D- let's go. Let's okay. let's go with that.
1: Uh Well, I would say, definitely the eating component of like Mm. your pro or your muscles need to eat. And that comes from protein. Um, so definitely having the diet to, yeah, to match your workouts Mm. and then, um, the consistency too. And, um, consistency, obviously like in working out and, um, but then also too, like not, not, I know like we did a bunch of the same stuff over and over again, like not mm-hmm. always having to change the exercise, mm-hmm. but consistently yep. hitting that same muscle group and, and in multiple ways, right? Cause we did hip thrust, we did squat, we did front squat, we yeah. did, um, deadlifts and, um, and then, and then starting to switch things up every now and then, but just adding in, You know, like, one new exercise at a time. It's not, like, going super crazy with it. Actually, like, consistency is good and building up the the weight with those same exercises. Kind of, like,
0: progressively overloading over Mm -hmm. time. So I want to kind of dive into each of those different components you just said. So first you said eating, right? So do you think it's just a matter of not eating enough? Or is it the protein piece of it? Like, what do you, you know, within that realm of eating, what do you often see that people are getting wrong?
1: Yeah, eating... Eating enough. Yeah. Definitely eating enough. Yeah. To fuel and actually build the muscle that you're wanting to build.
0: That's right. Yeah. (coughs) Yeah. And I see that a lot. Like I see people might work really hard in the gym and they're working their ass off in the gym. But then, like you said, I'll ask them, especially being a coach and being like getting on intro calls and it's like, hey, what's your diet like? And it's like, well, I wake up and I fast in the morning at 11, I have a, I have a coffee, mm-hmm. I'm still fasting. And then at 12, I have an avocado toast and mm-hmm. I'm listening to it and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, if your goal is to, you know, grow your glutes or your hamstrings, I'm like, you're not going to do it eating that kind of diet. So I, I definitely get that. Um, and on I, that yeah, point, but... I know
1: you always told me to get, get started early Yeah, because <laughs> you have to get all the calories and protein in. it's like, get started early in the day. And not skipping breakfast i've never been someone that skips breakfast my favorite meal of the day but consistently eating throughout the day Mm -hmm. yeah
0: agreed yeah and that's something that i tell every client who's bulking especially as as your calories increase over time the earlier you can start getting calories in the day the better it's like you're creating a head start for the day Uh, as an example let's just say you're accustomed to eating 1500 calories per day well if your goal now is to eat 2000 per day and you wait until 12 PM to start eating, good luck. Right. Mm -hmm. And so at the time you were working in corporate, right? Like you had a corporate job at the time. And so, but from home, but from home. So were you just waking up and eating first thing in the morning before you started work? Was it during, like during the workday? Like what was, yeah.
1: Yeah. Some days I would have early meetings. So it was tougher to eat right away. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously with working from home, you can kind of like, you know, cook while you're on a meeting or something. Um, But, yeah, that was the nice thing about, like, being from home. I was like, okay, I can actually, like, really regulate this. But it still was tough. I mean, the day gets away from you. You have to remember um, to have something on hand or to have, you know, yeah, just even meal prepping, um, you know, depending on how much time you have and being able to, like, warm it up and go. And, yeah. It's tough.
0: I know what you mean about the day getting away from you as well, because that same exact thing happened to me when I was bulking and I was in corporate America. It was like 2018, 2019, but it's like, you have a plan in place. I have to get this many calories, this much, this much protein. And on paper, it seems so easy, but then you get called into a meeting, you have your bosses jumping on you and, and all of that kind of stuff. So like, I know what helped me was I used to bring snacks to the office. Like I wasn't, I wasn't able to work from home. This is pre, pre-COVID pre when I was in corporate. And so I used to have like, it was ugly. I had an H-E-B bag of <laughs> snacks and I used to get made fun of all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were working from home. And so when you say having food on hand, was that just like you had your meal prep ready for you? Was it you had little non-perishables? Like kind of dive into yeah. that.
1: Yeah, I actually just remembered I... I don't drink these anymore, protein shakes, but mm-hmm. I mean, I could, I'm not against them. Yeah. Um. I just haven't bought protein in a while, but I was buying protein consistently and having mm. protein shakes, um, one, maybe two a day, but usually at least one a day. And uh, that was an easy way um, to get protein in and having at least like, yeah, the, if I was making tuna salad, like having the tuna salad ready to go, just like just grab and go and eat it, you know, while I'm working. Um, Yeah. Options are good. I'm trying to think of what other snacks too, but just Mm -hmm. like, you know, peanut butter toast, things like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Just basically like what I call it for clients is like having calories and arms length away at all times. Mm -hmm. If you're bulking now, if you're, if you're cutting and dieting, maybe you keep the calories further away, but Mm -hmm. it it sounds like for you, it was just like, how quickly can I get to calories? The quicker, the better. Um, Fair. So then, We dive into that. Why don't you just kind of like walk through what your process was? So from day one onward, you're out there trying to grow the hamstrings, grow the butt. What did that process look like for you? Like, what were you doing in the gym? and What were you doing outside of the gym?
1: Yeah, I was doing your workouts. But what did those workouts look like? What was, you know? I don't know. I was, yeah. So when I was with you, we were doing, um, we did... We started with dumbbells because we just progressively started to work up the weight. And um, we were doing, like, Bulgarian split squats. We were doing goblet squats. Um, What else were we doing? Regular squats, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And then the the bridges.
0: Bridges. A lot of bridges. Yeah.
1: And then we got into the gym. And then what I thought was cool is you were like, I'm going to put the hip thrust first. Mm -hmm. Because... Well, you could probably explain the reasoning behind that but yeah, you yeah. didn't want my glutes to burn out mm-hmm. before the end cuz you wanted to progress the weight on the hip thrust first um and then we would move to squat squatting stuff and then the hamstrings which i also found out when we would do the curls yeah and then the dumbbells ah uh-huh. working the hamstrings right in two different directions absolutely at the same time but we would superset them which was well, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so to dive into that topic of you mentioned in the gym, we would do the bridges first. Mm-hmm. So what I tell a lot of people, a lot of clients, is if there's a muscle you care about, let's hit that thing first, right? Because if I want this muscle to grow, I have to make sure a few things happen. Number one, I have to hit that muscle at least twice a week, right? So mm-hmm. for you, it was glutes. Mm-hmm. There was never a week where we were doing glutes just one time, or God forbid, zero times, right? Mm-hmm. So we got, we got to hit that muscle at least twice a week, but also we need to be getting progressively stronger in that muscle, right? So for Lauren, we kind of used the glute bridge as almost our, our KPI in a way. It was like, if Lauren's glute bridge is getting stronger over time, if she's doing more reps, if she's doing more weight on the glute bridge, if she's doing pause reps, whatever it is, if Lauren's glute bridge is improving over time, we can be sure that her glutes are getting stronger. And if they're getting stronger and we're eating the right foods behind it, they're going to be getting bigger, right? And so to kind of clarify that, that's why we we did it first was if our goal is to improve the glute bridge over time, then we don't want the glute bridge to be the fifth workout we do that day. Mm -hmm. We put it first thing in the workout because our attitude, and Lauren knows this, our attitude was like, hey, if Lauren did a set of Mm -hmm. 220 pounds, it was like, hey, Lauren, can we go up? 10 more pounds, 10 more pounds, 10 more pounds. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, that's kind of like, yeah, that's absolutely the reason why we put we, we were doing those kind of things first. Yeah. Um, so you said a lot of squats and a lot of bridges, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, what about on the food side? What, what, what were you doing on the food side?
1: Then on the food side, eating regularly as much as I could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Protein shakes and just consistently, um, yeah, grabbing, grabbing for the chicken, grabbing, grabbing for, for all, the chicken. all the things with the protein. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Grabbing for the chicken. <laughs> and the other thing, too, that I didn't touch on, because you asked me the yeah, yeah. workouts in the gym and out of the gym. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Because
1: I was doing your um, workouts <laughs> at home as well. Yeah. It was being consistent with those, because I didn't have you there right next to me. Mm. And it was like, okay. And with working with you, you you tailor the workout to the equipment I had I right. uh, had available to me. Um and so yeah doing just staying consistent with those and yeah following through again just on that like promise and commitment to myself and like getting the investment out of it and like because anytime I felt like I was not you know doing all the work or putting in as much as I could it was letting me down but then I felt like it was also letting you down (laughs) so I was like I can't not succeed. So, yeah.
0: I get it. And that's why I tell everyone you have to have accountability people in your life, right? Either get a coach or have a workout partner or have somebody who is mm-hmm. watching you and knows when you slip or when you when you fall off or you get lazy or whatever it is, you know there's somebody outside of yourself who you feel like I'm letting this person down. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. So, let's see. Let me see. Let me see. So, I like what you said also about consistency because I think a lot of people have specific fitness goals, but then they start to think, I need to, they call it like shock the muscle. I have to shock the body. I have to do a new workout of the week, a new workout of Mm -hmm. the day. And so it kind of sounds like for you, we were doing a lot of pretty similar movements. There's a lot of bridging, a lot of squats, Mm -hmm. a lot of Romanian. Like, would you agree with that?
1: Yeah. And then just slowly adding weight. Slowly adding weight. Same thing every time. Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah, absolutely. And, And again, that's one thing that I disagree with a lot of the kind of like common approaches out there is again, I think people switch up their workouts too much, you know? And it's like, if you want to grow your glutes, let's figure out what are the best movements for my glutes. And like you said, instead of doing a bridge this week and then a burpee next week, and then jumping jacks next week, it's like, no, let's just get good at the bridge. Let's build our bridge over time. Um, Same for if someone's growing their chest, it's like your bench press has to improve over time. There's no getting around it. There's no shocking the muscle that's going to be more effective than improving the key movements for that muscle group. Um, So I think that's a really, really important question. Uh, That's a really important point, which brings me to a question of, okay, you're on an island, right? It's kind of a fun question. You're on an island (laughs) and you, you have to pick two or three movements for your glutes and hamstrings. And so, in this simulation, you can't do any other workouts for your glutes. Okay. You know, um, two or three movements, what would they be?
1: Okay. And I'm using, like, tree limbs and things like that. Ah, like... <laughs> good good
0: point, good point. So, this is becoming Rocks. a very uh, unrealistic simulation. But we're going to still play the game. So, in this simulation, at this gym, at this gym, at this island, you have a gym. So, at this island, you have access to a full gym. Okay. You can use any equipment that you want to, uh, but you can only pick two or three movements to okay. hit, you know, to hit mm-hmm. those glutes, those hamstrings. Yeah. What are those two or three that you would pick?
1: Uh, obviously the glute bridge or the hip thrust, same thing. Okay. Um, and I suppose I'd have to go with squat. Mm. And, then, and then if I did a third, definitely yeah. um, a lunge or a Bulgarian mm. lunge. Yeah. Okay.
0: Bulgarian, we'll say Bulgarian split squat, Bulgarian lunge, a glute bridge, and then you said squat was your second one. What kind of squat, if you had to choose?
1: Mm, Maybe I'd go with goblet squat, actually.
0: Goblet, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And for the listeners, if you don't know what a goblet squat is, that's basically you have one dumbbell in your hand, and you're just, Mm -hmm. you have, both of your hands are holding that dumbbell in front of your face, in front of your chest, so on and so forth. Um, Cool, cool, cool. Are you looking to bulk this summer? Looking to build lean, sustainable muscle mass? Want to build your butt, build your chest, build your arms? Whatever it is, if you're trying to build some lean muscle mass this summer, we have a free guide, a free ebook on Claw Athletics, the website. It is clawathletics.com backslash ebook. It comes with a full four-day workout routine. also, comes with demonstration videos for every single workout in the program. And it'll teach you exactly how to set your macronutrient targets. And it's also going to tell you the why behind the workout side of it and the nutrition side of bulking and building lean mass. Again, that is clawathletics.com backslash ebook. The guide is completely free. Let's go execute. What about, okay, so basically we work together. We start doing Uh, A lot of squats, a lot of glute bridges, you add all the food in. And then what what were the results? And again, it's kind of a two-part question because Mm -hmm. you adopt this new approach of I'm doing these workouts in the gym and I'm eating more food, eating more protein. What were the physical results Mm -hmm. you saw? And then what what other benefits came out of that process as well?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I even I think just after a month, um, we already started to see some physical improvement and I was slowly, slowly gaining weight mm-hmm. and slowly, slowly I mean to like, you know, I think we were at like maybe a half a pound every week or two or Which something. Is yeah. Ideal. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. And um, Yeah, so it wasn't like scary. Right away, because it was like, oh, I can handle that. Okay, a little mm-hmm. bit more, a little bit more. Um, and that, yeah, like three months in, then I was like, whoa, like I am noticeably um, one. I could see the number on the scale was mm-hmm. probably at least five pounds up. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, physically, well, yeah, like I said, my clothes fit different. Mm-hmm definitely wasn't wearing the same shorts that summer. Um <laughs> <laughs> and and then I was like, all right, let's keep going because yeah. I felt like at 3 months in, we just started like we just kind of like the balls
0: moving. Yeah, right. gained
1: momentum. Cuz it took me that long to get to a decent amount of weight. Right? And then um and then yeah, after another 3 months uh Well, you know, I kind of got hit with COVID in there in between, so I lost some weight, right? We all, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah, I lost some weight, but Uh it quickly, I quickly bounced back, and um, I was, yeah, I could definitely tell the physical difference, just yeah, looking at my derriere. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> and oh uh, yeah I had to buy some new clothes and you know and then I was like okay mission accomplished right. and then I just keep maintaining from here and you know I think that aside from the physical things um, really it was really good timing that I started working with you because my workouts and yeah just the consistency of it became like a new form of stability in my life because I had other things outside of that really changing, like a relationship Mm -hmm. for one, COVID, the world, you know, for another thing. And that really became like my sense of stability and thing that I was doing for me. Mm -hmm. And I think it's no coincidence that I literally chose, you know, the workouts and like to commit to me right before a lot of changes started happening. So for me... I love this quote I want to share. Um, yeah, please. When you feel physically strong, you feel emotionally strong. Amazing. And I really felt that because when you're taking care of your body and you're taking care of yourself and you're fueling yourself with nutritious food, um, you then can feel emotionally strong to show up for yourself and to to handle what's going on in life. Whereas if you're physically weak, then you're also probably going to be more emotionally weak. Right and kind of, you know, it just cycles into itself. So, um, yeah, that for me, for showing up for myself consistently, really having a goal, and honestly having a partner in that goal, you know, working on it with you, um, was a huge step in me just committing to myself, and now I can relate the commitment and the consistency all of that to like other areas of my life where I embark on new things. I'm like, I can literally do hard things. Like I grew my glutes without even knowing if it was possible. And it was freaking hard along the way. And like had you there to push me. And now I'm like, okay, it's just like that. You just start to like, you know, I think one of your sayings is 1% a day. That's
0: right. (laughs) Get get 1% better.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so it just, it really bleeds over into all areas of life that I just, yeah, Sometimes I'm just like, wait a second, like, I did hard things, I grew from, you know, something that was unknown to to something that I wanted, and I can do that in business, I can do that in relationships, I can do that, you know, in friendships and things like that, or hobbies and interests, and um, yeah, so it taught me a lot.
0: It's amazing, yeah, and I just want to reiterate those points, because, like you said, I think we all, I don't want to say all, but a lot of times we come into, like, different goals thinking, I want... The physical goal. I want to look a certain way. I want the scale to look a certain way, whatever it is. And you can make that happen, which you did. But like you said, it almost sounds like you created this, this lifestyle and this habit within your health and fitness that became like your stability, like the rock Mm -hmm. that everything else in your life was able to kind of like gravitate around. It was like your sense of calm, your sense of stability and then it was also your sense of confidence. It sounds like it mm-hmm. that like that bled into other areas of your life.
1: Yeah, I mean, it became a new way of life. And I know you like saying that, like you know, you're you when you create change, it like becomes a new lifestyle, mm-hmm. and it becomes like I mean the the level of commitment and consistency and showing up and putting in the hard work um, is how I want to show up. You know, in every aspect of life, and it just showed me that it, it can be done and you know, your goals are attainable.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So then I, I, kind of now just want to tie the knot on we worked together in 2020 and obviously now you've had to maintain things mm-hmm. since 2020, you know, we're yeah. recording this in 2022 for the listeners. So yeah, like just kind of talk a bit about that. What have you been doing? Like, what does your fitness look like now? Cause we've talked about what we were doing when we were working together, but mm-hmm. What does your workouts look like now? What does your nutrition look like now? So on and so forth.
1: Yeah. So after working with you, I have kept working out at least three times a week. Sometimes it's only two. It depends, like, with travel and things like that. But I aim for three times a week. So at least twice during the week, maybe once on the weekend. Um, And I either do my own lower body workout uh, going into the gym, doing a bunch of the stuff that we, you know, continue that we did together. So I continue to do those. Um, and so I do, yeah, I do lower body twice a week just to maintain. And I don't aggressively go up in weight. I kind of, it kind of depends on how I'm feeling that day. So I kind of have an intuitive approach approach. I would say it kind of like, how am I feeling, um, might increase the weight, you know, every set Mm -hmm. or, you know, max out somewhere and then kind of stay there and for a couple of sets. So, um, kind of depends on my energy level that day and like how I'm just feeling about going about things. And then I also do some of the fitness classes, which are strength training, um, at the gym. So I also do upper body. Um, cause I don't typically do a ton of upper body on my own. <laughs> so having a class to do that, I mean, you worked it into, cause we right. did, you, we touched full body. I mean, we've mm-hmm. been talking about glutes and hamstrings, but, um, our, my home at home workouts had the, the rounded out, like upper body, um, core and arms in it too. So yeah, I do upper body likely once a week and then that lower body at least twice a week. And then I continue to eat consistently. So I always have breakfast. Um, I never skip that. And, um, I kind of know, if I had to guess, I'm probably eating somewhere between like 50 and 70 grams of protein a day. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's good or bad, but, um, uh, I just intuitively eat like what feels good and, um, yeah, well balanced and still eating chicken and now eating burgers and yeah. things like that. Welcome yeah. Welcome to the club. And I don't feel guilty. That's the thing too. Um, maybe this just comes with like the bulking spectrum, but I just think too, like once you're once you're maintaining, I don't feel guilty when I have, like, a pizza day or whatever. Mm. Um, you know, everything in moderation. So uh, I let myself eat what I want, whatever feels good. And, um, yeah, and then I just make sure to treat my body at the gym.
0: I dig it. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to finish out with some rapid fire. So yeah, some rapid gosh. fire. There's going to be, like, quick questions, quick answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so got maybe five or six I'm going to ask. So the very, f- very first rapid fire question is... Three tips for building the glutes.
1: Okay, so three tips. Um, small incremental weight increase. So not going crazy. Is with...
0: that in the gym? Is that on the scale?
1: Oh, um, in the gym. So okay. with with weights, yeah. Mm-hmm. So whatever you're doing, um, whatever movement you're doing, small incremental weight increase. Um, this also kind of ties into number two, which is um, you taught me that I don't actually have to be sore after a workout and Mm -hmm. actually it's better to not be quite as sore and to fully recover before going back in and working that same muscle group. Absolutely. So that is something that um, I always keep in mind as well. And then um, the last one would be, yeah, prioritizing calories and protein um, when eating and Mm. um, yeah, making sure you're eating the right amount to, to fuel your goals.
0: Okay. Next rapid fire question What is your current record in the glute bridge? What is the heaviest glute bridge you've done so far?
1: The heaviest is 265.
0: 265? Yeah. Jesus. Was that a one rep? Was that a two rep? Like, how many reps was that?
1: I think that was somewhere between, like, four and five.
0: Four and five reps at 265 Mm -hmm. pounds. Jesus. Okay. That's a lot of weight. Okay, next rapid-fire question is somebody out there is trying to build their at home workout situation, at home gym. What is the very first piece of equipment you would recommend somebody having at home? Dumbbells. Mm, what weight range? Should they get like five pound dumbbells, 50 pounds? What would you say?
1: Um, we said they're, they're building their glutes, yeah.
0: Let's, let's go with that. Oh, yeah, we'll so go. their okay. goal is to build glutes and they're getting equipment at home. Very first purchase, dumbbells. What kind of weight range? 20 to 30 pounds. 20 to 30. Cool. Uh, What about maybe your two favorite protein items? You know, you're trying to chase that protein. Like two favorite items that are just a staple. Lauren has to have them. Eggs. Eggs. Okay. Cheese. Mm, Eggs and cheese. Cheese crackers. Nice, 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 nice. Um, What about, you mentioned at the farmer's market, Maybe your favorite vendor at the farmer's market so far.
1: Oh, Smith and Smith. Smith and Smith. They have the chicken. They got the eggs. They Mm -hmm. got the ground turkey. Uh, So yeah, Smith and Smith Farms.
0: Smith and Smith (laughs) Farms. Okay. And then last rapid fire question. Somebody out there is trying to bulk, grow the glutes. And the classic question of what do you think is more important? The training piece of it or the nutrition?
1: This is a trick question. I, I, I do I, I, <laughs> 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 They're both important. Okay,
0: okay. Let me, let me ask it differently then, because you're right. They are both important. <laughs> Maybe this is somebody who has a lot on their plate right now. Maybe they mm-hmm. have a job where they work 60, 70 hours. They have a family. They have a lot going on, and they're like, you know what? This chapter of my life, I'm not going to attack both. They're like, I'm not going to work out five mm-hmm. days a week, and at the same time, Track all my macros and like fix my nutrition. Maybe if they're asking for like a first step, what do you think is like the first step you would recommend for somebody?
1: Hmm. First step. Well, they are working out regularly. I would say, yeah. No, get no, in- no.
0: This is somebody from scratch. Oh, from scratch. From <laughs> yeah, scratch. Okay. From yeah. scratch. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I would say start getting in the gym. Doesn't have to be every mm. day, but start getting in the gym and starting with lower weights.
0: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I agree with that too, by the way, I I do think it's when people ask, you know, which is more important, like you said, I think both are critical. But if you ask what is the first step, I agree with the gym being the first step, or at least exercising being the first step, because Mm -hmm. what I tell people is somebody goes home and cooks food, that doesn't necessarily motivate them to go work out. But I do think Mm -hmm. that when people start working out, they are more motivated to start eating better. So
1: that's what I was thinking. I thousand percent agree
0: with that. It's a first step. So, well, that's awesome. Um, I really appreciate having you on the podcast before we go. I want to give you a chance to just plug anything, anything that maybe you're building, anything that you're working on and then also how people can contact you and and reach you. So I want to give you that platform to just plug anything.
1: Sure thing. So I am a women's, Uh, life coach. I call myself a pleasure coach, Mm -hmm. pleasure in all areas of life. And I'm on Instagram at Lauren likes it like that, Mm. like the Cardi B song. And, um, I do have a women's coaching program coming up. It's called Pleasure Full. Mm-hmm. and it is, yeah, a 12 week program, uh, for six women to do one-on-one coaching and group embodiment coaching. So that is starting in April of 2022. Um, I'm probably going to run it every quarter. So if you're hearing this later in the year, then still check out my Instagram page and the information will be there.
0: Amazing. Uh, and two questions on that, on the way out, just one is Instagram, the best place for people to contact you. And then two, just, uh, you mentioned like life coaching, pleasure coaching, just a little bit more on like what pleasure coaching is for the listener. Mm.
1: Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. Instagram is the best place. So it's Lauren likes it like that. Mm -hmm. And pleasure coaching is about getting rid of any blocks that might be blocking you from like owning your truest desire and feeling pleasure in life. So a lot of the blocks are conditioning or programming or old beliefs and patterns that we're running. And I help women to to get rid of those. So those limiting beliefs and things uh, so they can feel more pleasure in all areas of their life.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you again for jumping on. Again, like she said, Instagram is the best place to find her. We will also put your Instagram handle in the show notes so that you guys can go find her um, reach out to lauren follow lauren she's a rock star and i just want to say thank you again for jumping on the podcast
1: yay thank you Corey. awesome to be here
0: for more health conversations please consider subscribing to the podcast and follow me on instagram at coach cory lawson but remember it is not enough to just listen nor is it enough to just scroll you must take action because nothing works unless you do the work Go execute. Until next time, peace.